All right, all right, all right. Welcome to We Are Something Else. Episode 79. Hey, Mr. DJ. And our guest tonight is uh, Mr. Jerome Bacon Third, Jerome, welcome to the show tonight. Thank you very much. Um, I appreciate it. Happy New Year's, fellas. Happy New, Year. Happy New Year, man. Yeah. First show of 2021. And uh, I must say... Um, Five days in, I was feeling good about 2021. And then on that sixth day, <laughs> shit changed. On the sixth day. <laughs> on the sixth day. Uh, I'm praying for 2022 now. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Yo. Uh, before, we, before we get into all that, uh, fellas, what's, ha- what's happening? Superfly, how are you? I'm good, man. I was watching the intro and just realized I need to retire this T-shirt from the podcast. <laughs> this might be like show number six with this joint. It's all good. It's a, it's a dope shirt. A and dope ain't nobody, shirt. We ain't going nowhere, so it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Until but, uh, we're getting sponsored and people are giving you different shirts to wear every right. show. Like, whatever, you know, man. You know? Right, right. Just to bring a little bit of levity to the situation. But, like, obvious, man. Like, like I'm just trying to cope with the madness that's happening in the world, man. And the, I think one of the hardest things is, and we'll, we can get into it heavy later, but like, what the hell am I supposed to tell my children? You know, like, this is, <laughs> exactly. they are lunching. Like, <laughs> people are lunching right now. Right. Don't look at TV. Right. At CB. Hey, brother. Um, uh, I was telling someone earlier, I, like 2021, has already gotten off to a start where it's like, damn, like not even a weekend. You know what I mean? Right. Someone like, I'm not, not trying, even one weekend. yeah. Like I'm not even trying to make light of, you know, what's going on in the country in the immediate area where I live, you know? Um, but some of the memes that came out of yesterday were really hilarious. Someone's someone already said they're like, yo, 2021, that's just the that's just the deluxe album. I was like, damn it. <laughs> oh, Extended version of 22. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, how that's what we're doing. That's how we're up. Sometimes you gotta laugh to keep from crying, man. You know, it's just some yeah. of the some of this shit is just like really you E, what's good, brother? It's Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> you made it Thursday, man. There we go. There we go. Uh, real quick, so I got me and E got our mics finally. Is I'm sitting right underneath a vent. Is the vent picking up in the mic? Ah, you good? Okay, good. good. It's really amplified in my ears. But <sighs> on a Wednesday, right, let's start with that. <sighs> Shit changed. It's different. Did it change? Did it? Well, <laughs> I think I think it. <laughs> Change for the year, it just, you know. Thing, it did because we've never seen that happen. Got thrown out the window. We've never that seen happened. that happen. We've never seen that happen. Um, so you know what? Let's 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 do it right because I did cr- prepare a graphic. Okay, let's wrap. <laughs> uh, and I'm not gonna keep this the scene up for a while because I think it's gonna be more of a round robin than me just talking for however long the we last. All right. So a couple of years ago, well, let's let's you know what I'll go back. Let's go to uh, earlier this uh, last year, 2020. Uh, there was a big Black Lives Matter movement in DC, and 
peaceful protesting was happening. We saw a lot of, it was beautiful. A lot of races and creed, everybody came together for a cause because they were tired of the social injustice that was going on in the world, tired of just the police beating up unarmed black men and killing them here and there. You know, that was that's the story of America here and there. Um, and they did everything they could do to make these people to, to incite rage within us while we were protesting. They maced us. They beat us with batons. They pushed the they pushed the wall, pushed us back. They moved everybody out in front of the White House for a Bible moment. Um, they called us thugs, looters, rioters. They called us. They called these people everything. Right. So that was that was earlier in earlier last year, and I'll go back to. A few years before that, we saw the beginnings of the peaceful protest with this. Yeah, man. <laughs> that was a, that was probably the most peaceful way you can do it. There was no marching, there was no words, there was a knee and and did you see the Tony Baker? Like Tony Baker did like a little video on that. Like, oh, really? <laughs> like about right. how, how that pro how that protest sounded. Exactly kind of how what you're doing, but exactly right. Th Again, this this we right that image. Tell, we were trying to tell y'all. <laughs> he was trying that, to tell y'all. That outraged everybody. That outraged the military, that outraged white America, that outraged politicians, because this right, this image again. And for those who are just watching the audio, it's a picture of Kaepernick and Eric Reed Nealon. That right there was considered anti-American. It was all about the flag. That image that they portrayed was all about the flag. Let's be real. It is anti-American. <laughs> right. It's all about... All we, being real, based on what we saw. Yeah, right? Right? All Cat wanted to do was bring awareness to social injustice in America. And they tried to flip the narrative. Okay. So that wasn't that image right there. That was that was upward. That people, oh, we couldn't have that. So then what, what the hell the is this? Support the what truth. Is, what is this? What is this? How do we go from you don't got none of them beating up the police? No. For the Blue Lives Matter people. Yeah, right. So if you look at these images, and I will say, from the photography standpoint, some of these people are absolutely incredible. Who did they pay to shoot that shit? Absolutely incredible. You know they you know they hired somebody to shoot them joint. Of course, but then there's a lot of capital staffers. They have photographers on hand every day. And so instead, these guys going in lockdown, they just, I guess they figured they were safe as photographers. Because they're putting images out there mm. of what happened. Or maybe they part of it. Well, look. I mean, there, there's there's pictures of um, Capitol Police um, throwing up uh, the the power fist with some of these uh, terrorists. And a senator. And uh, I'm glad you said that. Holly got that too. Yeah. Bam, you on the money, man. I'm, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. 
That's the cat from uh, West Virginia. Nah, he's Josh. Missouri, right? Yeah, Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. I know they showed they showed one, not to cut you off, but they showed no, no one cat that was um I guess he got some type of political seat or something. Um he actually filmed himself, no mask on, facial, you know, they 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 got his visuals and said that he was from West Virginia um as they were going in. And it's just sitting there like, you know, um we use we use the word, you know, snitching and, and being this and that, you know, uh, if, if, if I, if I could use this lightly, you know, the, the, the white folks like to use the word treason, you know, a lot. <laughs> Ain't really been hearing that word based upon some of these people that have been acting, been, been acting a certain way in regards to what happened. You did. Right. The funny part, because it is funny, you have to laugh at what exactly happened. Right. Um, I think we've been beyond the point of being mad, right? That was that was back in the seventies. That was back in the sixties, seventies when you know our folks and all of them they was bad. At this point now, it's, it's just be it's it's to the point where we already understand that this country don't love and will never love us, right? But at some point in time, you got to look at it and be like, they constantly show us it ain't gonna change. And yesterday, the the live footage that we saw, I mean, everything was live. It was a proven point live on TV because at least 95%, 98% of these people walked away breathing. Wrong. You're like a few blocks away, man. Like, what What did you see? Uh, man, it was, it was ugly. Um, you saw a lot of them were you know parking in dc was something that they weren't used to so they took they parked at a lot of the metros and the metro from what i understand was flooded with them and pretty much all they knew was where to get off at um i'm a little bit north of u street and so they they were out there like they haven't really come that north before but they definitely you know had had gotten it was surprising to see them sort of as far up as they were and, um, you know, they were definitely kind of on their P's and Q's, though, because, you know, obviously the area is a little bit more mixed and downtown is just it's just kind of dead. Like it's just a little like it's not a whole lot of activity. They had told everybody in the city stay home because they knew the seriousness uh, to a degree. I think D.C. knew it, but they didn't prepare for it. Um, there was an incident of a girl who got beat up, I believe, on her way to work. Her and her boyfriend that. got beat up. Yeah. And I yep. think that was off 16th Street somewhere. Uh, I live off 16th Street, so um, there was definitely just, like, a different weird energy with just all of this activity, uh, like, in the heart of D.C., you know what I mean? And um, a little bit disheartening, because we, we all saw it. You know, we were outside this summer. We knew we were out there for the right cause, but seeing these individuals just sort of, like, it's bad business, man, across the board. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to because there's so many layers to this. Um, so a woman did die in the Capitol, you know, and the video leaked around. Veteran. Veteran. Video leaked of her going around, uh, that went around of... Um, I. You know what? I'm I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't care. Guess what? It's called breaking and entering. 
That's yeah. What, that's what, that's what, 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 oh yeah, definitely. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm just saying. I don't understand why more people didn't get shot. That to me, it, that it, is it, the, it, that is the, that to me is the wildest thing. The, the fact we that know, that, we know why, we know, we know why. why they didn't get shot. Like that's but, the, that's the thing. Like I've seen a lot all over my social media feed. You know, a lot of um, people like, oh, do you believe us now? Like, you know, you see what you know, see what's going on, and it's like it, it has nothing to do with whether white people believe or not. Like we, everyone knows what the situation is. They just had all these excuses before. Mm-hmm. And then literally what happened yesterday through all the excuses that they have been using out the window, because I mean, it's literally, you had a situation where like we've talked about, this was not a peaceful protest at all these were people raiding the capitol building which uh i can't remember the name of the politician but he brought it up earlier about how the last time that it happened was like the war of 1812 or some shit like that's the only other time in history that that has happened and it's like uh yeah we know that if you know maybe if they had set up the what was it the national guard on the steps like they did for you know the black lives matter protests and stuff maybe you know maybe we wouldn't have had uh you know have to relive that nicholas cage movie where people are stealing like the declaration of independence and shit like that's what that's really what it looked like it looked like something out of a tv show yesterday and it was fucking ridiculous like, so two things off what you said, my best. Uh, mm-hmm. so two things what you said, CB. Uh, for the Black Lives Matter movement, yes, we saw the National Guard at the bottom of the steps of the Capitol. You you couldn't even get and you couldn't even put your your toe on one of the steps without without something happening, right? Yesterday, they said they were understaffed for Capitol Police. The one day in the since two thousand since September twelfth, two thousand one. They've been understaffed for real. Like if somebody was moved around DC since before 9-11 and after 9-11 and saw the changes, it's things like them putting um, you know that garage that is um when you before you turn on uh, off of Pennsylvania Avenue, make a right on the 395 to go downtown, and there's like a big garage on your left hand side. And I think now they probably still have it, but there was a time where there were not missiles up there. Oh yeah, yep. I know what you're talking about. Yep, fucking missiles. You know what I'm saying? Like DC after 9/11 stopped playing. Like yeah. you couldn't. They put a barricade around the White House. Yep. You couldn't walk in front you of could, the White House. You used to be able to walk clear as day in front of uh, right down was that Pennsylvania Avenue? Yeah. Yes. Right in front of yeah. The 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 appearance of lack of security to me is completely um, kind of telling about the insidiousness of MAGA. You know what I'm and saying? They, and then they you, knew this day was coming. They, they knew that they knew January 6th they was weren't, they weren't, it wasn't that they weren't prepared. Hogan even went on Hogan did a press conference before this before we jumped onto the uh the Zoom or the the show where he talked about how he was already prepared to send the National Guard into DC, but no one contacted him to do so the person who authorized this was Stenny Hoyer after they'd already taken the Capitol. He called, called Hogan directly, but he still couldn't, Hogan could not be authorized because it takes 
uh, someone in the military to authorize to send the National Guard in. So he still had to wait on the Trump administration to give the green light after the capital has already been taken. And I just want you to look at this image. I put it center mass on this picture. The dude on the bottom middle, he's from Florida. They they outed him already. Uh, hopefully they, they find all the I know a lot of these guys they know, but the right here in the center mass, the guy with the Confederate flag in the in the Capitol, right? They they were saying I read that during let me go back. The uh the Confederate flag never made it to the Capitol during the Civil War. Yep. It's never been flown in the Capitol. Until yesterday. And they got a picture of it. That tells you what what the fuck is going on. Yeah, a clear 1080p fucking picture of that shit. Right. <laughs> Not Photoshop. Don't don't like don't y'all don't don't mistake this shit. You know what this is. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it too was they were. I saw some of them saying it was like a recruiting mission almost. Like they just wanted right. to let people know like we can get this close if you some Al Qaeda shit. Yeah, if you join us, this is what we're going to do. Because, you know, they weren't really super violent in their own uh, activity. And a lot of them have lost jobs already. There's Instagram pages and Twitter threads outing all these individuals. But, you know, I think that for their greater mission, they had the world's attention for a full day. And, you know, whether or not, you, you know, in their minds, I'm sure a life or two, a life or two has to be lost for the greater good of the mission. And, you know, the woman, she she was radicalized. She, she's gone now. I think it was, and I heard four people in total have died. Uh, five. five. Okay, a five Capitol people. Capitol Police, they, they made the announcement. A Capitol Police officer passed away. Okay, uh, yeah. So, so five people died, but you have, what, probably a billion impressions worldwide? Like, they'll, 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 they'll take that. I agree, for sure. Lost jobs is not enough. Lock them up, for sure. I'm not. I'm not a you know, right. You know I mean? Relax. He's on your side, Roy. Right. <laughs> Don't come for him, man. My bad. That's familiar, Roy. Be coming for him, Jerome. You gotta watch out, oh, man. Bro, let, let, let that let that die, cause like she she got it out for the worst. Like yeah. she, she comes on the show to give me to give me the business. She did. It's like, all good. But uh, no, it's, it's funny that you even say that though, because if you look at now, now to dive into this a little bit more, right? You hear what they were saying they had issues with, right? This, this, this possibility of the election being rigged, stolen—not in 2016, but now. But here's the other piece. They sit there and they say, "I heard the one, the one cat that was there when he was talking about when the girl got shot, and he was like." Because they kept denying, they denied us our $2,000. And I'm sitting there like, I want you to firmly say, who denied you your $2,000? Which is, is that the guy that's on your side that clearly stated that he was on your side? And now all of a sudden, because he did something that you didn't like, now all of a sudden, now it's time to go radical and go crazy. Because, you know, white boy Mitch, you know what I'm saying, decided, uh, yeah, I can't get y'all the 2 k you know what I'm saying? This, this ain't going to happen. When clearly the other side of the house said that they wanted that and that they were good with that. But yet, and this is where I feel like now this little situation of what, what your party name is, right, is now going to really kind of do this little, this little kind of like pendulum thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because 
they're not gonna blame it. Probably's gonna be like, that ain't us. Them ain't ours. But you sit back and you're like, but I wasn't saying nothing when this was about to happen, though. So where are we at with this as far as claiming that to say that you didn't do nothing to stop it when we was trying to tell you that this is what y'all keep I keep playing with this this match and it lights up, then what's gonna happen? And now, now all y'all got your hands up like we didn't think this was gonna go that far. Are you sure? And that's, and that's the issue. They're they're all Mitches and and kitty cats in so many different ways, but they they'd rather have the Trump vote in a few years when the time when it, for these people who think that they can run for higher all out of out of the Senate or whatever to you know for for office to be president or whatever you know that's why you have you know kitty cats like Ted Cruz and the other guy from who they tried they blocked. The whole thing, yes, sir, it started in Arizona. They, I can't think of the guy's name who, Holly. yeah, who, who objected Arizona and then Ted signed signed along with him, which put them from Kelly the, Leffler was going to, but then the insurrection happened and she wisely, right? And then they, they, they put up, they, they dogged Trump for four years or whatever, two years prior to him winning because no one thought he would win. Now he wins. And they're all, you know, kissing his, you know, his ass because they want, they see how much power he carries or how many of those followers that the little bit of minions that follow him would go a long way with those people, but they're not the same people. And you see who they are and, you know, everybody, they've been exposed. I mean, it was, yesterday was just a, what are you going to do now? You can't slowly back. You can't do the Homer Simpson meme and back your way out into the bushes until nobody sees you anymore. Everybody knows who you are. Bushes got cut down. That's what yesterday was. Exactly. To me, well, you know, we, go ahead. My bad, Jerome. I'm just going to say, we, we see them all trying to jump ship right now. And it's like, it doesn't make any sense. It's like getting kicked out the club when the lights come on. It's like, bro, the party's already over. You know what I'm saying? Like, the function is Stay over. Like. You, you want to play Mr. Tuffy with the lights are on. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, he literally has, what is today, the 7th? He's done on the 20th, and you want to resign today? Like, th- wh- what are you trying to do? What type of energy are you trying to avoid? Like, you know what I'm saying? People are jumping ship. There's moving trucks in front of uh, the Kushner household right, ra- right now. Like, everybody is gone. Y'all are out of here. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, people like to say history is going to look down on you, blah, blah, blah. But, like, who who really cares about that right now when we're still living in a pandemic, right? It's still crazy outside. And, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're in living history right now. So, like, I'm not looking forward to the next four years. I'm looking for the next for the next four months. Like, yeah. can I go? Can I, I want to go home. I, I'm from Arizona. I want to go see my mother. I ain't seen my mother in 11 months. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... That situation at the at the Capitol and and the fallout and and you know all of that stuff is just going to be a real telltale sign, I believe, in how we can you know look at politics moving forward. And and I really feel like we all need to kind of like be as involved as much as we can, um, because we now know that yo our votes really do count. Like we yes. watched George, we watched Georgia twice, um, and you know what I'm saying like, and we also know like you know the capital was before was like the magic castle that you could only get this close to and now i'm like dog i pay my taxes i'm trying to walk straight in this joint you know what i'm saying like i want to do push-ups in the hallway like get me out <laughs> right. of the way you know what i mean do the electric you know? slide in that rotation yeah, sure. like, you, owe, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought that point up. You know, a lot of people say, I don't vote because it won't count. You know, what, what does my vote matter? But if your vote didn't matter, you wouldn't see. If, if your vote didn't matter, the type of shit that's happening now would not be happening with them trying to claim voter fraud. Oh, that's all what's coming people. next, y'all. They're going to try to take your vote back because your vote did matter this year. And exactly. now they know. If it didn't matter, all of this would be for nothing. Like They wouldn't be doing this for anything if it didn't matter. And also, again, the, the bright spot of how yesterday started off, I will say this. Look. Yes. Warnock and uh, Ossoff, right? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Look, there, there's a change. Stacey change. Abrams. Thank you. Exactly. Give, give I, that woman any position she wants. Everything. Everything. Black, so, right, black so women are saving us. I had a question. Well, yeah. I had a question. Do y'all think she should run for governor and get back where she was kind of stifled and like where they stole from her, or do y'all think that she should get a job in Washington? She got to run for president. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I, yeah. I, just, I mean, besides that, you know that that's. I mean, let's just be honest. How that's going to run that table? But I, I think you have to you have to put her in a position that she can put more people in with her. You dig? Right. And, Washington would be that place, right? Because then what happens is is what she created from Georgia then goes from Georgia to Washington, but then it now it kind of does that web effect, right? It starts kind of replicated in all the cities. Exactly, right? But 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 she has to get to Washington because then the person that's doing the same thing that she was doing in Georgia, that's done in the other states that turn blue, has to see that that movement because then that's what's gonna trail that now. That, that blue line has to go from that state to Washington and not just, you know, where we have that that vast Midwest where ain't shit but red. You know what I'm saying? Like, you mm-hmm. have to get that blue line to cross there. Even if it's a small line, it's still something that now pieces together that web that we got to start creating that goes that that covers the other areas instead of just really looks at it as, you know, just that one state that we know we just never going to get. But she got to be in Washington, bro. She, she has to. But re- like poli- really, politics is going to get even more localized than what it is now because they're coming for your voting rights. Like, be clear, in your local city municipal n- municipality, they're going to make it harder for you to vote unless you get involved and put a stop to it. So we have to be, you know, locally engaged and participating and have a voice to ensure that we can continue the movement forward. Otherwise they will be coming for us they today they, they they did the attack on the capitol yesterday today they all went to their local state capitals and staged the same thing albeit not in as many numbers but that's what's happening yeah i think the voting the voting rights act of 19 the voting rights act is sitting on mcconnell's desk right and it's been sitting there for a really long time well they and, deflated uh, it right in 20 13 after after the second election yeah after the so second I mean, Obama election I, I agree with you man we got to vote keep voting you know what I mean so for yeah. sure yeah um I just want to touch before we transition someone to for, for people who don't understand white privilege or understand what the, you know the power that has I mean because there are a lot of a lot of them are blind to the fact of what white privilege is I'm gonna tell you white privileges white privilege is watching all these people storming. I wouldn't say but all these terrorists, all these these renegades, these thugs, these looters, all these all, all those people storming to the Capitol. 
for a cause that they don't even know why they don't even know why they did it because they all sound idiotic when they say they're trying to take our rights from us. Who is? And what like, rights? What rights? What, 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 what has anyone stolen from you? Could no, you it be can, land? You, no, you no. can talk about the you know, if it was the, the mig migrant children that came and tried to storm the Capitol, I can understand that. These are a couple thousand, ten thousand people who got their feelings hurt. Do they not have jobs? Like it was two. What, what was okay. the tweet? It was like two p.m. on a Wednesday. Like these. They, they, That's why they was there for that two thousand dollar check that Mitch, that uh, that white boy Mitch didn't give them. Right. So, in saying that, so we saw all of them go in. Majority of them come out. But then what baffled me, actually no, because it's white privilege. They all got on the news. And whether one woman was pepper sprayed, she's talking about, oh, we were in the Capitol and I got pepper sprayed. Yeah. What? That is the funniest fucking premise, man. I was in the <laughs> Capitol. I got, pepper, I got pepper sprayed. The revolution, they, they don't want the revolution to happen. Oh, that was, that was hilarious, bro. That, then, has to, that has to be the that that has to be the tagline for everything that they were trying to do, which is why would they pepper spray me? I was just trying to get in the Capitol. No. <laughs> but then you have like the, go to the photos. These photos are incredible. You have somebody sitting in Pence's seat in the in the chambers, right? That worried about no repercussions. Right. You have somebody dangling from the the second uh, tier. Then you have the police officers putting the guns through the door. But you, again, you have all of this. And then these idiots come out here on the news and talking about, yeah, we were in there. And somebody would say, yeah, they were in there just smoking weed and taking all kinds of pictures. At you that point, if I'm the living in gated communities who will call the police on you, if you <laughs> if you're walking through the neighborhood, the exactly. same as who killed what's the or shot the dude in Georgia, um, is, yeah. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? He looks suspicious in my neighborhood, but I was in the U.S. Capitol. Like, <laughs> And they, I should be able to be right. there. What type of shit is this? Exactly. In a Chewbacca bikini. Then, is right here. In, this is our house. We built this house. No, you didn't. What? Right. Exactly. Thank you. What? No, you didn't. That's the psychology, though. Yeah. That's the, wow. well, that's the psychology of that shit. But see, that goes back to what Jerome said. See, here's the also thing that we, that we other than voting, though. See, I think the, the biggest piece what happens, right, History books have to be written the right way that have to identify what happened and what was what's the actual term of what was happening yesterday, right? Because everybody in their mama knows that our books was hella fraud. And it, and our parents would sit there and look at it and be like, okay, so you do know this is not true, right? Like, and then and then they make you go research what it is, no different from them just saying, right? The who entirely built the Capitol, let alone all the monuments or whatever you want to go with, right? It's going to be said that you'll have the teachers that are in D.C. that are going to make sure they tell the white privileged kids because now D.C. is no more Chocolate City for anybody who knows old school. D.C. used to be called Chocolate City. That shit is no longer Chocolate City. And that book is going to sit there and it's going to read as if something minor just happened. People were very upset and they protested and they actually got into the Capitol. When the
the way that it's that it's supposed to be told is really going to dictate how the kids are going to go about it because then that lets their white privilege know oh wow that was it like that's all that happened we took a l that's it they got upset and they they just said we was gonna go in that that building that always used to say that we could never go in there but you had to be somebody to go in there all of a sudden now we can just we get mad we can go in there Look, I'm just saying, it's four of us on this show that take L's every week. And we ain't talking about going up to Nike and riding in that motherfucker. We ain't taking no oh, shoes from five, sneakers. Five, 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 five. Five people right here. We ain't throwing no revolution to go inside Nike and take, take those hours. We built this house. There's not one. I'll even chime in. None of us has ever said we hopping on a damn plane to Eugene, Oregon to go handle that situation. Right. Ain't no, nobody yeah. ever said that. Look, an L is an L. Look, it get it again in four years, whatever. But that's 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 the mentality. I'm just like, what L? Like we're, we're just always going to come back to it. But that's the thing that really cracks me up. Like, because I have people on the timeline that are posting stuff, and I'm just like, do you even know, like, what you're doing? Like, do you even have any concept of how your life is even being impacted or not being impacted at all? Like, come on, bro. Like, especially seeing like kids, like, you know, people that are like teenagers and shit. It's like, yo, you know, absolutely nothing about this stuff. And you're posting like four more years, four more years, four more years of what for you? Like, come on, dog. Come on, man. All right. And to touch base on the, the history portion you guys are talking about, reminds me of that Chris Rock joke where he said the, the history books, all he learned was Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. like, who was the first president? Martin Luther King. Who did this? Martin Luther King. Who was the first woman? Uh, Martina Luther King. Right. <laughs> That's all they teach is Martin Luther King. But yeah, um, as we transition real quick, I just want to say, look, we, we'll, we'll see where we go from, from here for 2021. But I will say, I don't know if y'all saw the skills wrap up for 2020. I look forward to that every year. And skills 2020 wrap up was incredible. By far, one of his best ones, and I, I mean, he had he had enough ammo for for a whole album, I'm sure. Is this the but, first video too? Like, yeah, I this think this might be the first kinda, video. Yeah, I mean, and he apparently didn't wrote all that within like a matter of a week and a half from him deciding to sit down. And, I mean, somewhere he has to have cliff notes of it to remember everything that happened. But um, I'm not gonna give away the ending of the video. But if you haven't seen it, watch <clears throat> Skills wrap up, uh, and there's there's a huge crucial point to the whole video. And uh, just make sure you watch it. Yeah, it was super dope. Super dope. All right, uh, and also we want to thank everybody for joining us. We got a couple people in the in the room. Uh, e, welcome back, bro. Um, hope everything is well with you, man. Uh, Twenty twenty one. Yeah, man. All right, so we are something. Uh, episode seventy nine. We got our guest Jerome Baker third in the house tonight again. Thank you for chiming in uh, as we uh, went on on that uh, political. Crusade, yo! Thank you, um, thank you. So, um, tell. So, I was told that there was a Georgetown waterfront project <laughs> in the works, right? So, water, yeah, for sure. Okay, so um. <laughs> my first question, I didn't, I forgot to write this one down, is where are we at with that? Because I, I need music in my life. Uh, it should be out Saturday, hopefully. My man is waiting on the artwork, and then. He has a platform already set up, so 
Um, we're just waiting on that. The mix is incredible. It's super fire, super dope. Um, so, yeah, that'll be out Saturday, hopefully. Pair of hands, we're going to get this thing out here into the people. And um, it's so Georgetown Waterfront, like the name itself is um, it's, it's Yacht Rock. So this is something that, you know, I would say, ironically, if you actually dig into this kind of music, you'll find a lot of black people actually made a lot of this music and then like everything else you know, <laughs> white people kind of stole the swag and then <laughs> and then it became something for white people but you know we're trying to bring it back to a time everything's so you know stressed and like also we can't go out anywhere so like club music is just not resonating when out on my in my personal you know what i'm saying playlist so we wanted to give something that was like more of a throwback and just feel good music that you can that's like musical instrumental songs you you know you 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 might never heard before in your life but once you hear it, it like pulls you in so it's like a whole vibe and we're gonna you know put this out see what people think and then you know continue to ride with it nice yeah all Bro, right so like uh could you just do like a brief intro because you, I mean, you got a lot of stuff going on. I was telling Marcus, like you might have more Instagram handles than anyone I've ever met. Like, could you just give people a rundown like uh, of like your day to day, like all the different things you, you got your hands in? Uh, so obviously I'm a DJ. I've been a DJ, uh, like standalone DJ for the past 12, 13 years now. It's all I do. Um, and so within that, it just, you know, as a, as a creative, you have to just sort of embrace uh, everything that is about the creative pursuit. So there is DJing in a sense, and then there's going to be a lot of other things that, that uh, are attached to it. Uh, we started a group called Rock Creek Social Club uh, in 2010, um, which for me was just an outlet to mixing um, Marvin and, let's say, Rosebar. Right. Like I was DJing mm -hmm. in both places, but I saw that there was there wasn't it was too divided. And I'm somebody who likes every type of music. So I want to hear Blow the Whistle, MGMT, uh, reggae. Like I want to hear this in the same night. I really want to hear it in the same hour because I want to know is the DJ that nice. Can he or she, you know, move into different genres and keep the crowd moving? Um, so Rock Creek Social Club has been full time since uh, 2010 as well. Um, there's what's a podcast, which is the podcast we started a couple years. Uh, I want to say 18, and uh, we're on episode 95 of that. We just finished that last night, so that's good. And then uh, I'm originally from uh, Mesa, Arizona, which is a suburb of uh, Phoenix, and so I have a crew back there called Better Than Yours, in which we've been doing nightlife stuff out there since about 07. So you know, I feel like I don't have a, a traditional nine to five. Uh, if you ask me to change a tire, I am not the guy ever. You know what I'm saying? So, but if you want me to put the party together or help you with some sort of creative pursuit, then let's get it. You know what I mean? So I kind of played to my strengths in different areas. Um, the podcast for us was just another, uh, just another opportunity to sort of, you know, speak on things that are involved in our lives, it, which, which I, you know, I listened to a bunch of you guys' episodes and I feel sort of the same way. You know what I'm saying? We highlight things that are important to us, that are impactful to us. And um, because we know what the podcast space looks like, the, the big dog, NPR, and, you know, all these big dogs. But from a cultural standpoint, uh, specifically here in D.C. or the D.C. area, you know, it's not as many of people really giving you that 
um, that that wide ranging look. And that's what that's what I enjoy about, you know, just being here for 40 minutes so far. It's like we've touched on so many different topics, even within one topic that I'm like, oh, you guys are in the same same vein that we are. You know what I'm saying? And I knew that Superfly's my man. Like we talked about, you know what I'm saying? But now that we're on the ground actually getting it in, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like this is home. You feel what I'm saying? Like I'm locked in. Like so, you know, it's just one of them situations, man, where just like, you know, like I, I pay my own health insurance. You know what I mean? So in order to do that. I got to have a couple different hustles. You know what I'm saying? I have an eight-year-old. Like, in order for her to, to get what she needs, I got to keep it moving because, you know, it, it just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just staying busy, man. That's all, for real. Yeah. How, yeah, how did you get – I don't know your origin story. Like, how did you even get into DJing? Uh, got into DJing. Uh, I was at school. I went to Hampton University. Shout out to anybody that went to Hampton University. You already know, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to see no anything else in the chat comments. We know what it is. What's going on here, man? I live two, I live two <laughs> seconds from Howard. Don't do it. You know what I'm saying? HBC, all that good stuff, right? We're all getting an education, people. You know what I mean? But um, I was, uh, man, in high school, I just really, the music was just it for me. And the one, pot, one, one of the positives about growing up in Arizona was there was no hip-hop station. So yeah. you had to get. Oh, shout out Norfolk State. Norfolk State's in the building. It's all good. Um, so you had to um, just what was on the radio was all the music that wasn't us. It wasn't the culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was it was everything but. And so you get that in your in your canon. You're like, all right, cool. Now I know all this music. And then as you get older, you know, TV and rap videos and things like that. So now you're just mixing all of that together. So I was 16, 15. Mm-hmm. First set of turntables, uh, my man had them, and I was just like, "Yo, this is this is my calling." You know, what were I'm they twelve? Like, where were they? It's some DJ nerds. Yeah, he, he, was, he was a few years older. He was like, he was like twelve. <laughs> nah, he was old. If I was fifteen, 15, he was like twenty. So, okay, you know how it is. Somebody's older brother always has a pair of turntables, and so, but you know, so we're heavy into like G funk and like West Coast stuff and like the car shows, Lowrider magazine, and all that. But then, in the same respect, it's like Ace of Base and. All this other stuff, you know what I mean? But then there was mm-hmm. still just, like, good music, you know what I mean? So um, I went to Hampton in 98, and I had never heard Go-Go before. You know what I'm saying? Like, because what is – there's – it just doesn't exist. What, what was the verdict? What was the initial verdict, Jerome? So he, All right, so here's be the honest. thing. Be honest. Be honest. <laughs> so in Hampton, at the parties, the DJs play all the different genres in, in blocks. So you get a Go-Go set. But okay. then after the Go-Go set, you'd always get a Baltimore club set. Right, and then you would get like the Swiss, the reggae set. Then you get like the Swiss set. The all, you know, it was broken down in the, you know, but it was a great education musically. Uh, DJ B is still my guy. He's been my guy for 20, oh, 20 wait, years. He's yeah, he's one of the illest DJs, and you know, it just was a. Uh, it just allowed me to just find out who I was as a as a music fan, and now I'm able to sort of just, um, you know, use all of that from '96 to to 2021. Jesus, and. Uh, and, and and now we're here, you know? He so, skated right sure. past the go-go question, but we're going to keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right, no, that was good. That was slick. Right. I'll be honest with you. The go-go that, I, the go-go that I like and enjoy is probably the same go-go that I heard 20 years ago. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. just literally the classics. Uh, I'm just not up on the new stuff the way, uh, you know? That's yeah, another thing. Like, so it depends on how you introduce the go-go because – You've got the the Re's and the Chucks, 
that that's a groove, you know. That that's that's the way I was brought into Gogo when I was young. I mean, the Capitol Center I had that on Betamax. Mm-hmm. That that whole concert that was that was amazing show. But then like you got some of the like the the crank stuff and when they be doing the like that yeah, that stuff. Like, I don't have no idea what's happening. Right, that's, that's a little too out of pocket for me. Like I, it looked like I, it hurt dancing to that stuff. I also but, think you have to be introduced to go-go by going to a go-go to understand what is happening if you don't if you get it from a party and you are not from here like and you don't hear it all the time out of cars and everything else it sounds like something you know what i'm saying from enough from another country or something that's just you know what i mean it just doesn't sound yeah yeah i mean i was the photographer at a go-go one time and that was a life-changing experience like I have never felt more pressure in my life. Like, oh my God. The dude is my man. Like he the these are promoter in DC that we've been cool for like 20 years, but oh my God, I was just like, yo, this is a whole nother world. But yeah. it's 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 amazing. It's their world. It was, you know, I, I entered it with no judgment, no expectation, just like, yo, I'm going to be in a real live logo. We were in Newport News, but they brought a band down from D.C. and <laughs> mm-hmm. we were in a bingo hall. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I never I never seen a party, open bar, nothing, whatever. I never seen anything fill up that quick. It was 10. Man, it was 10.04, 250 people right. rocking. And I'm like, yo, I thought we was going to ease into this. Like, I'm the cameraman, man. What? I was in. Dog, it was it was a lot that night, bro. I'll go to the special. It ain't no. Look, I've learned there's no easing into it because Chuck's wind me up. Chuck starts him off. That you already into a full groove of wind me up, Chuck. So the thing about Chuck shows that's wild is that you don't realize how many white people love Go Go until now. Chuck is gone now, and you know what I'm saying. It's been gone for almost ten years, I think. But when you went to a Chuck show, there was like. Real life, like the pre-gentrification white people at yeah. Chuck Brown shows, which was mind blowing to me. A because like you couldn't even go to Chuck a Chuck show. Chuck shows were 25 and older when he was playing at like the classics and stuff like that. So it took me a long time to even be able to see Chuck in person. Um, unless you saw him at like 9:30, like sometimes they'll still slide with the with the age limit and some of those larger venues to, to pack them out. But at the classics, you couldn't get into Chuck. To see Chuck, that was twenty five and up. Yep. So yeah, shout out to Gogo. It's a beautiful yep. thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can do ten minutes on Gogo. <laughs> nah, so it's I a got, beautiful thing. So I got a question that I, yeah. I'll, I'll lean it. I'll lean it to it from from the West Side now. Right? Yeah, the yeah, for side. sure. Right. <laughs> what? How was that influence? Right. Like if you said, like the G Funk and all of that. Yeah. Does that does that still kind of resonate in your DJing because of how that was like what you were introduced to? Like that was the the bring up for you, right? Which was like the G Funk. Yeah. Um, because I noticed that like with that with G Funk and with like Dre, Quick, uh, a lot of those, even like the Bay Area, like it was a it was a different sound that I realized when I kind of stepped out of the West. A lot of people wasn't really listening to the local, what we would call mm-hmm. local. You know, yeah. kind of battle cats, your your DJ quicks, your yeah. you know stuff like that. So, how does that influence your sound now? I feel like I hold on to that stuff with a little bit more like, like that's that's my grow. That was my growing up. That's part of my childhood. But I keep it very close to my heart. Like I'm still, you know, I, I played a Domino song this morning on the stream, and I was super excited. Like I played, uh, I know, I know, Superfly is hit, but there's a dude, uh, Akeem Ali. 
has a song called Kimi Casanova, but it samples the same record that Warren G did for Super Soul Sis. I love those two back to back. But I listen to like the bums and the nuts and the far side. And you know what I'm saying? Like all of the, uh, the West Coast stuff music to me, and, like trying to find all the Mac Dre songs now and to, to understand like, oh, the impact is insane on a Mac Dre song. But like, man, we used to listen to like, Sibo and like I mean we it was a lot you know what I'm saying we were heavy you know jail felony yeah Warren G for sure like all that is you know the West Coast for me is just like it's just music that I just keep close to my heart you know what I'm saying and it's just like I love the reaction you know what I mean you see blow the whistle people go crazy you see tell me when to go people go crazy but when you play some keek to sneak people lose it and for me it's like oh I'm trying to find murder was the case on mp3 you know what I'm saying like the whole album because it's not on iTunes you know what I'm saying I got like, you. Give me, right? <laughs> <laughs> like 21 jump 21 jump street by snoop yes. is like one of my favorite joints you know best beware of my crew all that stuff is just like music that i hold super close and and you know like it's the west is i mean i just move into it's like i just play it mindlessly and keep it moving you know what i'm saying because it's just it's been part of me for so long so um but you know music in general for me is just it's, it's the way it kind of is it's just like go-go is really tough to mix and you know what i mean you got to kind of have uh, you got to know the songs really well. You got to do that. But the G-Funk stuff, you can find the sample, move the sample into the original, into the record that sampled it. You know, there's just so many different variations. But at the end of the day, I think we're all just here to, I'm just here to play good music for people to enjoy, you know? And yeah, I've seen Rome do a couple, like multiple, multi-hour, all West Coast sets. Like, he'd be getting it in. And that's just like, that's a cheat code, like, in D.C. Because nobody has that depth of knowledge of that music you know what i'm saying everyone's playing dre and snoop and ice cube or whatever but that's you know what i'm saying that's that's the limit yeah i mean so like i still play like i still play like lighter shade of brown you know what i'm saying because that was stuff that we heard at the car shows way back downtown phoenix in like 1994 you know what i mean and mm-hmm. and still being able to just like you know just enjoy that stuff with the same with a 40 year old eye versus a 14 year old eye you know what i mean so for sure where where how are you um because I know the DJ ear is a little different than a regular consumer ear when it comes to new music. So how are you when it comes to consuming like new new albums and stuff like that? Do you go in it at, at a DJ ear or do you go in as a fan of just music in general? Uh, both, both, right? <clears throat> so uh, like I don't know, you guys listen to Salt, the band yes. called Salt. So Salt. <laughs> I listen to with just like a, I want to just catch a vibe, chill, let my daughter do homework, listen to this stuff, you know, whatever. Uh, but if, if if I need to download NLE Choppa, like that's just DJ stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like if I need to download uh, Throat Baby, like that's just from a DJ perspective. Like like I don't want to hear that song in any yeah. any <laughs> fashion except for one thirty at Rose Bar, right? But well, like, one verse. Right. Yeah, that's all I got for you. Hey, bro, I got I got the short at it, bro. I'm sorry. You know what I right. mean? But but if but if you give me salt or if you give me Cleo Soul or if you give me some stuff with substance, then I can I can put that on and just catch the vibe and just sort of really enjoy it. And uh, for a long time, it was tough for me to do that because I was on the grind heavy and you know what I'm saying it was just like club club club. But now, like you know, my daughter, I try to play good stuff around her, and that's helped much in my ear a bit. And, uh, you know, just keep, I just want to keep learning about music. That's my thing is learning about, like I said, the West Coast, the Bay, reggae, go-go to an extent. You know what I mean? Like I try to release the go-go with a consumer ear because it is so difficult to mix. 
that you have it almost forces you to just to listen to the full song mm-hmm. find the break find the point where you can and sometimes that's nine minutes in that Raphael right. Sadiq that Raphael Sadiq uh Superfly I know you know which one that is yeah mm-hmm. the Raphael Sadiq it's almost still right still right oh you you but you got to let that play for like seven minutes right. right and I remember when we were doing Rock Creek Social Club parties at recess you know the part where it cuts out and then they mm-hmm. talk for a minute and I'm like, all right, I'm about to get out of it. And they're like, no, they don't turn it off. <laughs> don't turn it off. They I'm get like, mad. I'm like, there's no talk. They're like, don't turn it off. And then you wait for it to come back and it's like, ah, and I'm like, oh, exactly. okay. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I got it. I got it. You know what exactly. I mean? So um, yeah, you know, just just trying to just trying to have that ear across the board, man, is good for sure. I have to tell every DJ that like like new and up and coming DJs that you know I might be training or something like that. I'm I tell them up front. I'm like you will ruin being a DJ will destroy your love of music, like completely <laughs> ruin it and destroy it. And it's going to take you about two or three years to figure out how you can listen to music again. But then like once you get like to your 10, 15, you kind of gotten into a point where you can begin to appreciate music again because you learn, like you said, the music that you can play at a party versus the music that's for you. You know, and sometimes you might share it with, you know what I'm saying? With the crowd when you want to put them on or something or something you're really excited about, but you really got to find how to separate the two, honestly. Yeah. And going out, it'll ruin going out too. Cause for the longest, yeah. you know, as a DJ, you sit on, you like, he sucks. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you, a, you, see the, you see the wizard behind the curtain. Yeah. And you're like, that's, you like that transition was terrible, bro. You even you like look back, you like, bro, what was you doing? Like, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, so it took me a, while, a minute to get off. Like, all right, let me just let them do them, and I'm just gonna enjoy my company because I, I I'm not gonna get up and try to save this party. Like, it's not gonna happen. It's only brunch, you know. What I mean? And everybody <laughs> always looking at you because they know you a DJ. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, Why don't you go up there? Like, right, trying to get on. Like, no, you know, <laughs> you throw the cake off. You ain't bring no mix in your back pocket with you. Know you know what I'm saying? Exactly. You got your laptop? You got your laptop? Right. <laughs> you kind of touch bases on it. Uh, Jerome, you kind of touch bases on it. What's um you have any a story about a bad night you may have had? Uh the bad nights really just involve probably getting too drunk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like that's really it. I mean, I just, I, I, it's, a, it's my job, it's my profession, so I try to be as, you know, like on point as possible. Uh, depending on the gig, I, I always try to take like a nap before the gigs, just to try to like put myself in a, in a good rested space. Um, and I even with the drink, I just don't drink too much. A lot of time, I, I don't like a lot of people in the DJ booth. Like I don't know some of y'all, you know what I mean? So like, and I'm at work, and for y'all to be partying right now is cool, but I'm trying to be back here next week. So I need to perform at the highest level possible. And if I don't know them, I don't want them in the booth. Yeah, you can offer me the shot. That's cool. I'm probably going to turn it down nine times out of ten. You know what I'm saying? Just because I don't know you. You know what I mean? And like I said, I'm performing. Um, One night, I want to say YG almost beat up the host at a club that I was DJing. That was pretty That was pretty interesting. Uh, I used to do a party called Capital Sundays. Uh, that was like your life was on the line every Sunday because it was just like, just wrong just trap it out 12 30 to 1 That's aggressive energy right <laughs> right and i'm like yo i'm like i'm from the suburbs of arizona like this isn't me like you know what i'm saying like <laughs> but but i mean you know it's what they wanted john wall's over there this person's over there this person's over there and they you know what i mean and it's just like i can feel you can cut the tension in the room with a knife and a lot of times those nights ended in fights 
And you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, I mean, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I just, for me, I try to avoid the bad nights just through preparation. Like if I'm able to just um, minimize what I can't control, then I'm going to have a better night 95% of the time. You hear stories of, you know, people being in, you know, the club, whatever, a certain song comes on and that's what actually gets things like jumping off and everything like that. Have you been in a situation where you were like, eh, because of like the environment, you're like, actually, I'm not going to play this joint because it thinks you can start going left. Oh yeah. All the time. Listen, I have DJ the shy glizzy birthday party more times than I have really, really wanted to. You know what I'm saying? And there was a minute there when Shy Glizzy and Fat Trail weren't seeing eye to right. eye. And again, I'm like, bro, I'm from Arizona. This ain't nothing. And they was young. Yeah, they like was that like that young, that young thug right. energy. All that. <laughs> right? So I'm just like, if I play this stuff and they both here, they're going to be mad. They It's 30 of them. It's one of me. I'm catching a lift home. It's 25 of them. You know what I'm saying? Smelling like bad weed. Like it's a whole <laughs> bunch of just different things going on. And I'm just like, you know what? It's probably not the best idea to play some of this stuff you know what i'm saying but or if i do i'll sneak in early like, man i already played it bro like my bad and i didn't right. play it but i might have just said oh, I, oh y'all just got here oh, i played it 10 minutes ago you know what i'm saying just to avoid the function you know what i mean because you know you do i do try to be responsible but in the same time i get that there's money to be made when the crowd gets uh energized uh it, but so it's just a balance just finding a balance in that stuff you know like I can't really think of too many songs that were, you know, it was just that that's the only energy that I really seen was when those two had a, a difference. But I was also there when they were in good space and I was able to play both of their records on the same nights. And it was it was a wonderful thing. You know what I'm saying? It was a wonderful yep. thing. So. Um, but, yeah, it was like and also sometimes with Glizzy, like if you played like some Chief Keef stuff, he wasn't really feeling right. it. But if you play that Finito, oh, my God, bro. <laughs> Listen, I, mean, I was like, man, I'm 40 years old. I'm playing that finito. It goes crazy. And, like, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a lot of It's gonna be a lot of energy that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, for two minutes, everybody's 24 and we're all from the south side of Chicago. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's just, it's like, you know, and then the next song, I'm like, how can I even follow this up? Like, how can you do it? So sometimes you got to just, you got to be just a little um, strategic in what you do, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, the flip side of that question, what are the, you know, some of the dopest, like, parties or experiences that you've been in or some of your favorite parties around the world? Uh, There's a a spot in L.A. called The Dime. The Dime is the one of my favorite places. It's a bar. It's really a dive bar. And uh, but they've just they've laid out a music program for at least 10 years now. Which they bring in really dope DJs who are able to read the room and just run run everything and play everything and i mean there might be 50 60 people in there you know what i'm saying but it's it's, it's, it's an amazing experience uh everyday people uh, i've done that five or six times they're very busy they're like one of the biggest crews in the world in terms right. of throwing parties they're based out of new york uh i've done i've done that five or six times and just the ability to be like hey we need you to play an hour of, of afrobeat and reggae that's all they're like, like really responsible to me for the <laughs> afrobeat yeah. Yeah. becoming pop and, and you got and you got to have it because you play some and you know they're they're a very caribbean south american crew as well south african so you got to do your research you know what i mean um there's a there's a what else man uh, a party it was a party in new york my man chase b chase is uh travis scott's dj 
and he had a party uh, called up and uh, up and down on Thursday nights. That was fun. Um, grilled cheese social, a banger. You know what I'm saying? That was always a really good time at Marvin. Uh, recess on Tuesdays was good because we could play. It was Rome. Do you think? Play what you want. They're gonna respond to any RD to you know. This when no hands was the biggest song in the world. Um, but then you hit them with blow the whistle, and it's like, oh, everybody wants to do that. You know what I mean? So. You know, I've I've been fortunate to play. There's a party called the Do Over out in LA that I've played twice. Um, so it's, I've been fortunate to play a lot of really great parties uh, across the world. Man, I was a um, I was the Buzzfeed DJ for five years. So I did everything Buzzfeed had out of New York, even though I was living in DC. So I was nice. in New York often, often. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I play in the Hamptons every summer. That's an experience. You want to talk about white privilege? Oh my! Yeah, what God. are you playing? What, so what? What? What are you playing? Like Journey? The whole, the, the, the whole Georgetown waterfront. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? The whole vibe, like. But it's it's an it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's say it again. <laughs> That's a, the uh, the the joint from a white chick. So making my way downtown, like I just. <laughs> Yo, that piano loop is incredible. I exactly. Like yeah, it's a lot of you can. <laughs> Let's not play games, people. That song is incredible. (laughs) Yo, you drop that right now, and I promise you more black people know it than anybody else. We all love that record. Like, you can play Dipset. You can play all this shit. Drop that and watch watch motherfuckers go crazy. You know what I mean? So, um, But I've been very fortunate to play just all everything that I listed and probably some that I forgot because I've had a a great run uh, for the past 10 years. Um, This has been – I've been very fortunate, very blessed – you know, just to be uh, on top of my skills as a DJ, um, on top of my skills as a business person, um, and, and really on top of my skills with the relationships, because that's really, obviously, we all know relationships are everything in life, right? Yeah. Like, I'm, 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 my me and my plug are not on the best terms right now, and I'm like, bro, do you see these dunks? I need these. I need all the dunks. Come on, January. That's my my guy. I'm like, where where did we fall out? Where did we fall out? <laughs> And I'm like, and there's kid sizes. I need my daughter in these joints. You feel me? So I've had relationships uh, as a DJ that have just been able to push me over the top, man, and put me in, in every room that I've wanted to be in. Um, D.C., New York, L.A., like, you know what I'm saying? I, I did Vegas. I just went to Vegas just to kick it, man, just to see what Vegas was hitting for. I play in Arizona all the time when, when, when the clubs are open. So, you know, I've been, I've been very fortunate, man, very blessed. Do you um, do all your own booking or you have an agent? manager i do it i do everything myself like i said those relationships yeah those relationships and just sort of like you know sometimes you got to abuse social media i'll run that instagram story up all day i'm gonna let you know this is where (laughs) i'm at like this is what i'm doing i'm trying to lose these 32 pounds you feel me like i'm gonna give you everything you need to see because you know i have to i have to sell myself right and if Mm -hmm. i'm able to sell myself as somebody who you want to come uh come rock out with I know nothing about Kanye and Kim, uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, but you know because once you get once you're in the venue, you're like okay, boom. Now my job as a DJ on the set, I gotta sell liquor, right? You can be the best DJ in the world, you can have the whole club moving, but if that bar is empty, they they don't want yeah. you back. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta find that balance between selling them bottles and and I never I never used the mic, I never used the mic uh, prior to. Uh, Twitch. They always hired a hype man, and um, I don't, Kaleo, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what that's about either, bro. But we all good. We gonna keep it moving. 
but um i never used the mic before and so now once once things open back up i'm comfortable with that so now i can actually sell you the whole experience because i'm on the mic you hear the music um you've seen me light up the gram all day long right and so you know it's just a, it's just a business move it's keeping those relationships intact it's it's sometimes going to the club on the nights that I'm not working. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I pop up in New York on a Friday night, they're like, yo, what you doing here? Like, oh, I'm just hanging out. And all I'm doing is just keeping the relationship tight. You know what I'm saying? Next, oh, here's a bottle. You know, da, da, da. and the next you know, you get that text, yo, thanks for coming through. Like, let's let's work on getting you up here some more. And it's I might have lost some money from not playing at home that night, but I might be able to triple that the next right. time I get to play it out of town. You know what I mean? So, so DC has decades of history of parties like you stepping into it as an out-of-towner was that intimidating at all or did you feel like you know what i got something different that that i can bring and make my own lane i i I looked at it as something different right so we all did the dream love experience right like we all did the uh what was all the down the ritz and all that stuff Mm -hmm. you know i mean but i hated wearing dress clothes to the club i was just like yo this, this isn't it's just not this is not my, I'm not going to shine, right? Like, right. I'm not the man in this space. And, you know, I, my friends felt the same way. And so we, but we'd always be at dive bars and like Wonderland Ballroom. Yeah, like, like Wonderland Ballroom and like DC9 and like, and, and, and Black Cat and all these spaces where, um, you know, the spaces themselves were trash. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, let me take that back. They're not trash, but they're dive bars. Okay. And, just in case somebody's listening. And so, <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I was just like, man, you know, but the music at these places was incredible. And so I was like, man, how can we take the, the, the jiggy dress up, you know, and, and really at the end of the day, it's about the women. How can we get the women that want to come from, from those places, right? <laughs> from, from the night, from love and dream. How can we get them to come to, um, like a, like a, like a recess or like a, a Marvin or something. And they're like, Oh, this is some hipster or this right. is like a this is like you know whatever type situation and i'm like well you know it, the music the music is the one thing so our biggest thing was just trying to like you know 0506 it was just 1223 on wednesdays and it was mm-hmm. all this big jiggy radio driven dj stuff and it was super dope but at the same time i'm like man there's a whole nother side of dc that a lot of my contemporaries aren't even involved in right. and i'm 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 the bridge between both because i like blow the whistle tell me when to go but i like the rapture and i like like indie rock and i'm enjoying just a large variety of music let's get blown you know what i'm saying all this is stuff that like you didn't hear you didn't really hear let's get blown like you were like really the first person i really heard go in on the neptunes like n-e-r-d like at the club and the club set like that i've never they weren't doing that you know what i'm saying but the thing is i was there so i went to hampton and like we used to see right. Pusha every day. Pusha used to be across the street from my school, just picking up every girl that we liked. Like, 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 boo, I, like we had a study Google day, girl. Right. I was like, damn, I thought I had a chance with you. You just, you just got into it with him. Yo, that's right, the story of an HBCU, ladies and gentlemen. Like, All right, I'm going to see you at eight o'clock tonight. I'm heartbroken. I'm watching multiple. I'm, I'm like, I think, I, I think she's the one. She just got in the car with Fam Lay. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> You yo. know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like I think Pharrell was out there a couple of times. It was more more dudes like jocking Pharrell than female. It's like or women, excuse me. It's just like, you know, so it, for me it was just taking all the music, all of the all of the opportunities. DC has such a 
underappreciated nightlife scene, I think, nationwide. I think mm-hmm. when you're here, you know it's cracking. You got options. There's a lot right. you could do. I think, like, the Latin community is incredible right now. Like, they're really killing. Um, and the black scene has always been super tight. But nationally, people don't really know. They don't show a lot of – they don't recognize it. Mm-hmm. So – for me, I was like, well, listen, man, I, I have an understanding of how New York works. L.A. was a favorite of mine as well. Uh, D.C., I just need to get in at a very basic level and build. We built Rock Creek Social Club Tuesday nights. Um, Jerome, you got to play four hours, you know, really just kind of connect with the people and sell them on the music. And that's, that's what led to us, me having success as a DJ, honestly. Mm-hmm. Dope, dope. All right, so I got I to gotta ask the question from... Uh... <laughs> from a, 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 a movie standpoint from a DJ, right? You ever had a groove moment where the cat kept bumping into the table? <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to ask a DJ that, right? Because that is such like an iconic move in that movie. Like, groove, go that way. Like, yeah, you know? nah. <laughs> um, I've definitely had some weird people in the DJ booth. Kind of like, yo, why? Like, why? Like, are you with them? Okay, you need to leave. Or like, who are you? Or like, you know what I'm saying? But bumping the table, no, because I think that is so ingrained in people's minds. Like everybody, <laughs> nobody wants to be that person. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, even when you pass me a shot, pass me the shot over here. Like, don't put the shot over the turntable. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to pay for the mixer if you break if if it shorts out and the party's over. So we all lose money. I don't lose money, but you lose money. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, ne- never that. But the booth was always just my my place to work. And I've definitely had nights where I've had like way too many girls in there. I've gotten twisted or whatever the case may be. And one time I, I broke up a fight in the DJ booth. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was that Capital, matter of fact. So <laughs> let you know what it was. But um, yeah, nah, just, you know, I think people, I think people are scared to be that guy though. For sure. For sure. Has the, the pandemic and like the future opening, you know, whenever it comes, has it changed your mindset at all as to how you're going to attack you know what i mean going back out like because i feel like we've had to be basically our own promotion club performers like all ourselves now you can't i'm no no one is going to you know what i mean any club right now so it, it doesn't matter what club you played at you know what i mean right so like as things open back up like how do you envision attacking that or do you think you can be able to just go slide back in and just do what you were doing before no i'm not taking anything for granted i'm still maintaining the same relationships excuse me that i've had uh prior to the pandemic so you know whether i want to send that text or say what's up or comment on somebody's instagram or wish them happy new year whatever the case may be and a lot of people i'm genuinely friends with but at the the same time it's still a business and -hmm. i still know that there are a lot of djs who want uh you know where i'm at i've been very privileged but i've also worked very hard to get where i'm at so by no means do i think i'm just going to slide back in it's it's hard work right across the board you know i think we know like everything's going to be crazy the first couple weeks when things reopen mm-hmm. but you can't assume that i was your guy before i'm gonna be your guy again not nah, like let's let me do what i need to do in the meantime like build a streaming community which i have which i'm still doing still figuring that whole thing out and then in the real life, people will come back as well. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I'm just, I'm not comfortable resting on my laurels by any means. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, I want to touch base on the the What's a Podcast, since we, you know, we are in the podcast. And <laughs> uh, how did you, how did you get into 
podcasting. That's mm-hmm. the first question. The second question is, how'd you find your, your crew, your, your guys out there get that together? Uh, there was a there was a DJ podcast uh, called uh, uh, Reflections of a DJ, and they were they're based out of Vegas. Those are my homies, and they just made podcasting very. They're one. They're us. It's culture. It's a culture that I can. It's a group of guys that I say, oh y'all know each other. Y'all been on each other for a while. Like you have inside jokes. You know, and you've made podcasting human. Mm-hmm. You talked about things that were pertinent to me and to my life, right? So whether it's sneakers or whether it's you know the struggle of the gym or, or or whatever the case may be they just made it very real to me and so i was like okay there's 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 a human element there that i can you know because before it was like all like malcolm gladwell stuff and like right. things that it was very knowledge based but sometimes you just want to hear just like humor fun right. stuff the homies barbershop conversation um and so the guys that i do the podcast with i've known them I've known all of them for at least 12 years, if not more. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We all met at Commonwealth and um, I've known, uh, yeah, I've known them since 2007. It's 21. So we've known each other. Yeah. 12, 13 years for sure. Yeah. Nice. So like, what do you think, you know, you guys are jumping into video. Like to me, like there's so many opportunities uh when you get into podcasting and your your ability to a like build a platform where you can kind of say whatever you want and get the messages out it also becomes like advertising you know what i mean like you said like people really invest into you like where um i don't want to i want i don't want you giving you give away too much game but like kind of where where are you envisioning taking things next you know what i mean in in your in your the things that you do I, I felt like video was kind of where it is across the board, right? Like people, uh, we're seeing all the social media we use, video is being integrated in every single um, platform. Spotify has stories. Twitter has stories. Like video is sort of what everybody wants to look at um, in short form or long form. And so I feel like video is just the next step now. Like a podcast to me is, it's really your own ch- a TV station, right? Like you're mm-hmm. not just discussing um like minimal things from like an outsider's perspective like right now we're all on the floor we're in the nation's capital except for my man e but we're all like literally we're right here so we're reporting from the ground so if somebody from seattle is like man like i don't know what's going on and i don't really trust cnn or whatever but i can listen to this podcast and they can tell me what's going on and and they can see us and like and we look like them or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be you know so yeah it's powerful it's engaging and so i've always felt like recently i felt like uh video has just been the place where okay this is where it's gonna go you know what i'm saying audio is great but i feel like once the pandemic hit i just stopped kind of listening to music the same way i was before you know what i'm saying before we were all listening to music on the go in the car on the you know i i, I live like right in the middle of dc so i take the bus a lot of places or i ride my bike and if there's nowhere to go, I'm kind of like not listening to music the same mm-hmm. way I was before. You know what I'm saying? So, but I'll turn on the TV now and I've been like, I've, I'm heavy into like cycling now. Like I'm trying to really get into that. <laughs> I watch videos of like these dudes in like Norway and they, they ride their bikes and I'm like, yo, that's tight. Right. And he gets 30,000 views. I'm just like, yo, like before I, <laughs> what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here? 
but again, I wouldn't listen to his podcast because he he has speaks with a heavy accent. But the cinematography is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Now I got my I got my Cannondale. I pull up the Cannondale site. I got eight bikes in my cart. Right. It's like eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> I can't afford none of them. Right. I've been so I've been so like excited by what I've seen, and so I think that's just all where we. I think that's all where we're forced to go. Mm-hmm. Right. You put up a DJ mix. It's cool, but if the gym's not open, if it's cold outside. If all the outlets that you had to listen to music have kind of getting shut off, you're like, well, I'm going to just put something on TV. So if I watch your podcast, I'm like, oh, yo, so if I got the Nirvana shirt on or, oh, my man E got the Marathon shirt on, did y'all happen to buy? And you, you start making connections. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? It's like, oh, there was a dude in the Capitol yesterday wearing a Crenshaw jacket. You're like, oh, my God, he's got, right. he's got the Marathon shirt. He's <laughs> like... you know what i mean so things become so human and you're just like man this this visual connection just opens up a whole new world for us so now when things open i want to buy an eight thousand dollar bike and and a crenshaw jacket and go to norway and ride and ride my bicycle in the woods and record a podcast and record a podcast while i'm doing it get a drone how my shit look a real what's the dude uh what's what's the dude that um the dude out of the west coast that uh i think he might have won he's like a recent red bull dude but he also had like cancer or whatever and Lazy boy. He's been, yes yo his his like drone game is sick right and they're but they're illegal in dc right so you can't even right. have a drone there. but i'm just saying like let me ride my bike 100 miles i think you gotta exactly. be like 100 miles from dc bring Shenandoah my drone Valley. right <laughs> i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you all that you know what i'm saying and yeah. like, again It'll sound great on a podcast, but if you see it, you're like, yo, this is like, they really did it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. for me, the visual thing was just so, and like, like I said, it's so easy to share now. All these programs, you can share everything with one button. You can send it to eight different platforms. You know what right. I'm saying? And, and at this point, you know, I think, I think a year from now, who knows? It might be like stories on Venmo. Right. Some shit like you know what I'm saying? Like uh, I mean Vimo got everything. Vimo, you can see everybody's business. So why not put right. stories on Vimo? Yeah. <laughs> that shit is wild. No Some people are paying for it through Venmo. Yeah, you'd be like you'd be like, bro, what, what's really going on with y'all? You right. Know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> and Vimo be like crazy. But you know, nevertheless, it's just a visual, man. And I think that video, I think we're just gonna continue to grow i've gotten three web yo a year ago i do nothing about obs stream lab stream yard none of this stuff webcams i mean i got three webcams now green screen one light just went out i got two more lights on deck like yeah, it's man. a full production studio in my bedroom you know what i'm saying and from like, amazon from amazon <laughs> I, hate I hate amazon i'm like right. amazon sucks i'm like bezos is making all this money you know what i'm saying i'm over here not making money and yet i'm still spent oh i need i need a little i need a dummy battery for my for this i need a backup camera battery all this stuff and i'm just like bro at this point i'm gonna use it because i paid for it mm-hmm. but i'm but i feel it like forces you to, it forces yeah, you to jump but, in. but also with youtube though you know what i'm saying like you can you can learn everything in a weekend yeah yes if you really if you really just hunker down man and and, and do whatever you can learn everything in a weekend there there are i think it's so easy now to up your game and if you choose not to then you're choosing to be left behind you know what i'm saying like there is literally like no reason not to be like all right man i could just turn on the video and really when you look for one thing there's 12 videos explaining what you're looking for 
Right. You know what I'm saying? And depending on how old your product is, you might get the 2016 version. You might get the 2020 updated new video, all types of craziness. So for me, it's just like, man, you just got to you got to keep pushing. You got to just take everything and just you got to just learn, man. It's, it's the one you got to keep learning curiosity. You got to keep learning all the time. That's a good that's a good segue for when I, I tell people we've been preaching. If you come out this pandemic the same way you went into it. You've wasted time. And you just sat here and said that you can get on YouTube and learn anything you want. Mm-hmm. They probably learn how to storm the Capitol on and YouTube. It's probably there. <laughs> and you touch base on that, but then oh my God. like you said, <laughs> but with the touch of a the touch of a, a button, you can send a message across the world. I saw the shooting in the Capitol before the news outlets even had it yesterday. Like how powerful is is that? Just the the, ma- the touch of a button, you can affect the world. And to dive back on what you were saying as far as uh, visuals, yeah, we we started off audio, um, and I, I think that that was good for us just to to learn the ins and outs of podcasting because mm-hmm. with audio you have to, no one wants to sit there and listen to three guys talk. If it's not interesting, like you have to have like something to draw people in. It, mm-hmm. it, it makes you be creative. And then pandemic hits and it just allows for us to get another platform that we were always been looking into doing. And it, boom, Zoom happens, StreamYard happens, and it just gives us that outlet. So it's just like things are changing. Like in then you have to like in the podcast world, obviously, I mean this. A podcast about everything. It's a podcast about clipping your fingernails the right way. Yeah, However, you know, sure. everything. So in a world of tons and tons and tons of content, you have to stand out. And yes. so I think that you know, one, finding your lane is very important. And like you said, networking, you know, yep. relationships. I mean, like, you know, I just feel like if you I mean, listen, man. I don't know how, like, if y'all ever really went, like, deep on Twitch, but if you go deep on Twitch, there's some stuff out there. Some real <laughs> interesting stuff, right? But it's being broadcast. It's being broadcast. And these people have found their lane. And they'll have 250 people watching them clip their toenails at 3 in the morning when their body's painted gold. I swear to God, I watched it one night. She was getting subs. Getting bits, right. She was getting bits. <laughs> She's you can literally watch the money being thrown at her and you're just like and, and as crazy as you think it is it's like like it's just like you said they found their lane and so it's like what might be a little bit different or off to us it's not really different off to them you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and I think and I agree with what you said as well cuz we started audio on our podcast as well but you got forced to do more than audio right. because people want more they want more you can tell when people are like hey man like I yo you can tell when they stop listening a little bit, right? And you can tell, like, even the gram, like, oh, man, we only got, like, 47 likes on the cover this week. But if we put a video up, we might get 190 likes. And you're like, now they want to see you. And so now you have to be engaging with the content and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I just feel like podcasting is an ever-evolving thing. And I think between, you know, StreamYard and the Twitch, we're going to continue to just, who, yo, a year from now, who knows where we might be? Exactly. Yo, no, no, listen, Roya, I watch everything on YouTube, right? I just watched a dude play Grand Theft Auto Five, right? He he was a blood, so he killed all the Crips, right? I just, uh what did I man, I watched 
there's a dude from LA smoking and grilling with AB. He's tight. He's a he's a he's a chef, right? Nice, right? So like, I just watch how to make chimichurri. Like, I watch everything on YouTube, yo, because it's free game. Like, it's literally free game. You know what I'm saying? And and then like, I I learned um, Photoshop and Illustrator this year. Watched it on YouTube. You yo, can, can you imagine what our kids are gonna be like, yo? Like they they grew up. This is native to them. You know what I'm saying? For us, it was like, oh, it, there's a thing called YouTube. Oh, we had to learn. They they've grown up with this. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Daughter, and knowing it. My daughter wants a YouTube channel. I told her ten. Uh, but the people she watches, they're six year olds, seven year olds, and they make money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, yeah, and like, you know, I I feel like people are just willing to um kind of put themselves out there now so you know they're out there moderated obviously and i'm not i don't want my girl i don't want my baby girl to be like taken advantage of but in the same respect like it's a it's it's a it's a it's a it's content creation and it's monetization like yo we can make money off being ourselves right let's get it I, wa- I just watched a woman cook Christmas dinner in her RV. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> all I'm saying is a, a year from now, we're all going to be in a better place with our respective uh, exactly. situations. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm watching <clears throat> excuse me, the, N- the NFL's uh, broadcast games on Twitch now. Yeah. Right? Wow. The NFL, the NBA shows older games. So, like, if the game's on Tuesday, they'll show the game, uh, like, three days later on Twitch. You know what I'm saying? They're giving you the opportunity to engage with their content, you know? That chat, like, to me, like, with, with, especially with IG Lives and now everything else with Zoom and, you know what I'm saying, with StreamYard and stuff like that, seeing the chat on Twitch, seeing the chat on the screen is, like, revolutionary. This is, like, it's it's today's version of, like, the video jukebox or the box or whatever, right? Like, people love to see themselves on the screen overlaid with whatever content they're watching and i think that's like part of what makes everything so engaging and and the thing too is the more that we're able to invest as content creators and have great ideas and introduce segments and you know up our video production the more that we'll be able to get out of this as well right right and the more that we get out of it the more we give the user then you know the the audience is gonna find itself. YouTube has an algorithm, and they really want, Twitch. These algorithms really want to share your content. So it's like when it's your turn to step up to the plate. If you have all your ducks in order, you're gonna benefit. At that point, it's just about being consistent. You know what I'm saying? And, and and you know like with we understand we have time now, but once um you know once things open, we're gonna have to maybe um work out a new situation. But at the end of the day, I still think we'll all be okay and. I'm really going to look forward to what you, how you guys growing in, in this year because I see where we're at right now and, and I'm really enjoying it. I see the sneakers in the background. Like once we talk sneakers, it's all good. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> um, but you know, I just know that with, with you guys' level of interest and curiosity, man, a, a year from now, psh, this is going to be a TV show. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, that, and that, that's my expectation. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't let me down, guys. Okay? Exactly. Put it in the Step air. the bar low. <laughs> yeah, put it in the air. Step your, step your bars up. <laughs> All right. Um, so we want to thank Jerome for joining us tonight. Appreciate it. Um, this isn't the end of the show, obviously. But uh, definitely thank you for stepping in and, and just sharing some insight so on good. everything that you got going on. Um, I know we were late to the the table with our a homework assignment that we normally give everybody, but you did send it to me. But we're gonna we're gonna go through that. Um, anyways, we're gonna do that now. So with all of our guests, we give them homework assignment. 
We want to know the top three movies of all time and the top three albums of all time within your lifetime or whatever. Um, so we'll start with the movies and then we'll work our way to the album. So Let's I'll let you uh, give your top three movies. Uh, my top three movies were Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, I think it was just on a lot as a kid. Like, it's really, it's it's not, I mean, come on, it's like a white dude saving some Asian people. <laughs> like, exactly. it's, it's like, uh, the dude from Mortal Kombat yeah, before I, Mortal Kombat. I, I, <laughs> exactly. I, I heard that Mortal, that was kind of like references for Mortal Kombat. They yeah, always, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. The electric dude. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, listen, in 2021, I've definitely given up on like white men being the heroes to save the world. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Uh, that movie, Kurt, 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 Kurt Douglas, yeah. Kurt Russell, Kurt, Doug, Kurt, Kurt Russell, Russell, Kurt Russell, yeah. But in '87, he was my guy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I just think it came on a lot. I think that's what it was. Um, that's a weird movie, man. To to see that movie yeah. as a child, we probably shouldn't have been watching that joint. Def, definitely, it's a weird fucking movie if you've never seen it. Man. I love it. <laughs> I love that, yo. I, I, if it comes on right now, I'll watch it. Exactly. I, I bought it. No, I, you know, I bought it. Like it's it's mine. Like keep it moving, people. You feel uh, right? Um. Top Gun again, man. White guy saves the world, but you know, anyway. <laughs> but listen, that was my joint. You know, rest in peace, Goose. We're all, you know, what I mean, I'm still, hurt. I still can't watch. <laughs> I still can't watch when Goose passes away. It's been man, 30 plus years. You know, you know, you know when it's coming too. You're like, oh man, here we go, here we go. But you know, shout out to my man Goose. Uh, I saw him in the airport one time, and I was like, "Goose!" I ran up on dude crazy, like I lost. <laughs> He's like, "Don't worry, man. It happens all the time." I'm like, "Yo, thank you." Yeah, I lost it, I lost it. And uh, my final Damn boy movie, <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, my final favorite movie is The Killer. Uh, it's by John Woo. Yeah. Uh, super dope, super dope movie, man. It just came out in '89. I want to say that I was watching it probably like '90, 90, '91, and just like couldn't understand a word they were saying, but just the action. And uh, just the whole like cinematography and just everything about that movie just stuck with me. Um, so yeah, that's been like uh, I really enjoy the killer a lot. Don't. Three movies that we hadn't had on our on on the list yet, which is good. Nah, so, man, nah, man. That's, that's what we got. <laughs> right? All right, now let's let's get into let's get into these albums. Oh yeah, let's go. All right, boom. Uh, so let me just touch on I'm the biggest Camp Lowe fan ever. You feel me? I still don't know a word they're saying. <laughs> I came out in 97. Don't make no sense. But yo, <laughs> Camp Lowe, Uptown Saturday Night. I listen to it all the time. My daughter knows the lyrics. Like it is, yo. I mean, and like, I like Lucini. I think, uh, I think Coolie High is a better song than Lucini. Um, it's just, yo, I love that album. Uh, De La Soul, Stakes is High. Um, yes. Again, man, a, it was just a really dope album. Uh, I got the promo single in, in 95. The album came out in 96, and it just stuck with me ever since. Dilla, uh, the video was ill for Stakes is High. Like, just the whole situation. And then, uh, man, Tribe Called Quest, Low End Theory. Uh, man, I, you know, love Tribe. I will fight you if you think Midnight Marauders is better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it's a matter it's of age personal preference. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an age thing. It's a 1A, 1B. 1A, 1B. It just really depends on, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I'm, I was born in 80, so I'm I'm low in thing. My brother's born in 83. He loves Midnight Marauders. You know what I mean? I'm so, 81 Midnight yeah. Marauders. Right. So, um, but love the album. You know, just, it just, it was just, it was there. It was one of my joints. You know what I mean? So, it, you know, those are my three favorite albums. Dope, 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 dope. All right. Hey, bringing the heat. Here we go. So, 
Jerome, this is where E. Rich gives us some uh, some insight on what's what he's thinking, um, what's going on in his head. Follow from the sky. Here we go. Um, so, all right, E. Uh, this is this is actually I think is wow. going popular opinion, uh, not so much unpopular opinion. And if I will, uh, I will definitely fight anybody that says that this is not what it what I am about to tell you what it is. But as you can see by the illustration above, bam, that Boys in the Hood is the top hood movie ever. Ever. <sighs> ever. Now, again, I'll give you the I give you all the East Coast, paid in full. I get that. I get, you know, Alpo, all that good stuff. I get all that. But, and and don't get me wrong, a close second was Minister Society. Okay, okay, okay. Whoa. The close second. Hold up. All right, go ahead. Close second. But I, I had to give it to Boys in the Hood because there's, that was the start. That was the start that everybody was like, damn, is that really what happens in LA? See, I got to go with Friday. No. For a per- like Friday to me is the number one, but I'll, I'll no, give you boys in the hood. There, I always go by like which 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 movie was bootlegged the most, and I, I think Minute was actually probably the most bootlegged movie. Shit, Soul the hood movie. In- <laughs> no, nah, first of all, the worst trash ever. No. Like that's just don't ever don't ever say that on this show again. However, <laughs> so wait a minute, as HBCU go as higher learning. This this a question. Nah, that's not hard. That's that's one of them joints where it's like about knowledge. You know what I'm saying? That's more like a Spike Lee movie. Than it is. <laughs> you you than it is. with that right there. You, matter of fact, you put yourself on mute for even bringing up higher learning during the segment right there. You get out. South Central. Your ID. Like, yeah, look, South Central. South Central was close, but you know, again, you ain't nobody put no potatoes on shotguns. Y'all believe right. that? Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right? <laughs> Here's the thing. We we made we made I made this comment to my bro the other day, right? We turn dramas or serious movies into comedies. <laughs> right. And as much as you know, South Central was, when he hit him with the thanks, right, right? Like Cut that! Cut that shit out! Cut that out! <laughs> <laughs> out, of, out, out right again, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know the the true to the form. You know the way that that Boys and Hood was displayed from top to bottom. You know, uh, I again, I think it's it was for me as a childhood. It was the quintessential everything that was happening. That it was the actual real tell, and I'm. Hands down, know for a fact that we had the bootleg where they had the VHS bootleg with the with the hours, the, the <laughs> time stamp on the joint. Yep. And I was like, and I'm sitting there, I'm thinking like, man, what would everybody think knowing that Pops is the pastor and he he's the one that <laughs> the bootleg from the barbershop that we go down to, you know, to get our haircut and he bringing it home and we watching it already. You know what I mean? Like that's this is what I'm introduced to, but hands down. Boys in the Hood, the illest hood movie ever. Man, I'm from the suburbs. I don't know nothing about that. Hood. Is that a subliminal <laughs> that you got uh, Ice Cube blurred out? What's a, is that a sub? Ice Cube? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. Um, so, okay. I, will, I remember 
Pops taking me to see Boys in the Hood in the theater back when everybody was scared to go see it. Get shot and killed. Going to see it, but Hood movie. Yeah, you had the Peyton Fools. You had. Uh, I think it's tough because I mean, Boys in the Hood and New Jack City. New Jack City, all yeah. New Jack City might be number two. Over the Carter, and he had the dude outside, ass naked with the shotgun under the umbrella. Like it's mine now. That's that's tough. I mean, yeah. well, he put the knife in the back of my hand. That shit was just. I never liked you anyway, you pretty motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta look at, it. like I said, it's definitely a biasness, right, from the West yeah. Coast. Yeah, you know, get no. that 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 hood that you see, you know, on the on the East Coast, right, is not. It don't look like the same hood that you see on the West Coast. You right. know what I mean? So when you see that 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 variation to it, you just realize like it's more visual to me when you see that boys in the hood, especially when you got the homeboy in the wheelchair, you got the low rider, you got. You know, you got the cat that it, listen, Ice Cube, Jerry Curl in that movie was everything. Right. And everybody and their mama that acted like they didn't have one in LA had one. You thought they could run away from a shotgun that you did that in LA too. Yo, that shit was wild. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the touches on all the motions, boys and girls, probably. It gives you, I mean, it gives you the grit. There was some humor in there, but then, it, you know, it had that moment where when Ricky, you know, when they got Ricky, you're like, damn. So it's tough, but they neck and neck with New Jack City boys in it. But I do agree with you on that. And you wanted something right there. <laughs> Jerome, you're not going to catch any fighting from me. I mean, I think, I, I think Menace, uh, but I, my reason for Menace, I think, ties into the soundtrack a little bit more. Like, the soundtrack the, was just so was just so impactful for us. Um, it, boys, I don't remember the soundtrack as well, um, and it definitely. Oh, one song, boys in the hood, and that was Raphael Sadiq, just me and you. Oh, okay, right. well there you go. But see that that minute soundtrack was fire, yeah. fire, right? So matter of fact, I I saw Spice One at South by Southwest. <laughs> And he perf- and he was performing. I was like, "Yo, you gotta do the drum for minutes, yo." He did. Uh, I was like, oh. "I was like, Spice One." But um, for me, yeah, for me, it's menace. But I mean, boys is right there. Like, I mean, people still reference boys stuff to this day. You can still go buy a shirt. You know what I'm saying? From Urban Outfitters that have a boys from the hood. You know what I mean? So boys in the hood. Excuse me. So um, I'm not mad at it. It's 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 one A one B. It's it's low and thirty midnight marauders to me. It's the same. It's the same comparison. Same parallel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that Bama, uh the father was dropping game. What was his name? I can't remember his name. In the Orange movie. Fishburne. No, I mean, what was his name in the movie though? Oh, oh Furious. 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 That's it. Yeah. Furious style. Furious <laughs> style. <laughs> don't be a menace. Oh, wow. This is don't be a menace kind of. I love, I love right. that movie. That movie kills me. That movie was amazing to see in the movies. Soundtrack and this is it was so foul, like and I feel bad to this day for laughing at it, but it's the funniest shit is the the little MC hammer joint, like the, the part with the, <laughs> the, 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 the candidate. That shit was that was foul. It was that's the foulest thing, but it's still funny. Like, <laughs> uh yeah. Okay. Uh CB, what was what was your take? Uh I mean the Boys in the Hood was one of the joints that when I saw when I was younger, the exact reaction that he's talking about was like, 
yo, was that really what it's like out there? Like that was, that was what it was for me. And, you know, I'm seeing it after this joint started being shown on like television. So it's like not even, it was a different thing than being exposed to it from kind of a PG-13 point of view and then actually seeing the real movie because obviously I was interested. I was like, yo, I got to see actually the real thing. And then it was like, oh, like this is like they showed some of this stuff on television. Like, all right. like I do remember, you- though, them, them, them always being like uh, or when the movie was coming out, they them being afraid people were going to get shot at the movie. Mm-hmm. That was like a real thing. Yeah, that was and very then- like I feel like that was more kind of a West Coast. Thing. I know I know like Arizona, um, they definitely were concerned about. Especially when Menace came out, like Boys in the Hood kind of caught him off guard. But Menace came out, it was like police at the movie theater. They would yeah, only show it during, the, yeah, they wouldn't show it after like certain times at night, and like they wouldn't show it, um, yeah, on the weekends. It was it was weird, man. It was, it was you know, it was early. Uh, I don't know. It was. Bad. I will say you will, you have never seen uh, more Averexes in your life than. The premiere of Paid in Full at Rivertown. That shit was amazing. Like Prince George's County, Southern Prince George's County had Averex on lock. They showed out. Let me tell you. They showed I out. remember I was at the Sprite Liquid Mix tour. Jay-Z was headlining. That's actually the day I met the uh, NERD for the first time. First and only time. But um, <laughs> right before Jay came out, uh, there was a sheet that covered the stage. And after, you know, like 20 minutes of getting the set together, the stage together, whatever, uh, lights went out. And then all you hear is Rakim's paid in full. And then the trailer for the movie came in. Everybody's like, yo, oh, that's crazy. And then you see, you know, at that point, that's when Cam had just joined, you know, Rockefeller and all that. So he was in the, and like, wow, what is this? And then after that joint went off, the, um, the drape dropped. And Jay sitting in the middle of the stage on like one of them like big spoke bicycles, and he goes straight into Hard Knock Life. Like he opens up the set with that, like that's me, crazy night. That's me, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I miss concerts though. Now we're talking about sneakers. And this is where we introduce the sneakers. We got this whole sneaker segment that we do. It's called For the Soul. Uh, and we normally start off the For the Soul with this thing called It's Copper Top. Since you knew this is your first time on the show, I want to do something else for you real quick before we can move Where again, we're talking about shoes, and we're gonna lead off for the show with this week's uh top of that. So, most of us are in agreement that 2020 was the year of the dunk, so Nike's 
keeping it going. Um, so they are dropping, this is called the Street Hawker. And this is one of the silhouettes that's being put out to celebrate Chinese New Year. Um, these joints are, to me, these are super dope in terms of the details. Uh, Jason Dang is the, uh, the artist behind them. And he used, it's basically a combination of watercolors. And the idea behind the shoes is it's telling basically the stories of six different food dishes from six different regions in China. And so some of the materials, like they play on like a green bean soup from a particular area of China. Um, on one of the, the shoes, there's like this gold uh, accent to it, which is supposed to represent, you know, like hot pots, like Chinese hot pots and stuff like that. So um, to me, you know, guys that know the types of shoes that I'm into in terms of like the the quality, the different materials, um, kind of the crazy colors and stuff like this. This is I'm going to be going after them. I'm pretty sure like most of the dunk releases in 2020, these are going to be pretty tough to get. Um, but this is one that I'm definitely at least putting I'm throwing my, my hat into the sneakers ring and hoping, you know, for one of those one out of a million chances. Um, so real quick, we're looking at one shoe with two different colorways it's not that so that's, that's, that's how it comes they, yeah they come in a split pair like that's what they look like um they're dunks so i want to say the retail is either 100 or 110 something like that dunks not super expensive when you can get them for retail um and skate shops are getting them this weekend some skate shops are getting them this weekend but from what i was reading uh the sneakers drop is on the 22nd I'm assuming it's a cop for you. Yeah, that's a this is this is an attempted cop, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna go uh attempted cop too. Those things are they're fire. Just by the pictures alone, they're fire. I can only imagine like up close, you know, what, what they what they look like. The the watercolor design that they have on there, it's kind of hard to see when you're farther away, but if you look at some of the detail pictures, I mean these things look dope. Like to me, this is the type of sneaker that I'm into. Jerome, you copping or dropping? Uh, I'm gonna cop and flip and flip and sell. <laughs> you know, what I'm <laughs> <At home. laughs> I mean, these are tough. I just watched a video for these last night. The SB put a video up on YouTube, and um, you know, cool. Man. I mean, I can kick flip, but I'm not gonna skate these. I'm going to put these on StockX and try to get this money. So yeah, let, let's cop. Let's cop for sure. Superfly. Yeah. yeah, these are for the flip for me. They're they're a cop, but they they're for the flip. But there, I, I love the concept, but I just know the story behind it is going to drive the resale like crazy. Of course, of course. E, uh, this is a, a definite attempt to a uh, cop because uh, that I saw him the first time and, I, and it hit me with the all right, I, I can dig it. That second time, I really looked into that detail. And I said, ah, okay, these these might be ones that 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 get put away that you know. To come out the woodwork later on and be like, aha, I forgot I had these. <laughs> <laughs> Feel really good about that. Nice, nice, nice. All right, cool. Thanks for that, CB. Uh, yeah. Since you're already, already in the bubble, you're always in the bubble. It wouldn't be fair to put you on, on Front Street first. Um, so, Jerome, you, since you're the guest of honor, do you want to go first to last uh, for, for the soul? Did you, did you bring a shoe? Uh, no, let me go last, but I'm going to run and grab. I'll grab a couple in, in my closet real quick. I'm okay. 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 Right um, and while he's doing that, uh, 
I'll wait for him to come back. But uh, I'm trying to figure out what shoe I was going to do. But I, I'll do the one that uh, the 2020 cop that I attempted that I didn't get until 2021. While he does that, I thought I had a little close. I was really hoping you were going to respond to my gift that I sent since you wouldn't actually <laughs> tell me what pair of these were. I, I did. I, I saw it, and I was like, well, I, look, all I'll say, I'll, I'll start off with that. Okay. Okay. So. Three strange um, business. There you go. So we at least know what brand it is while Jerome goes into his sneaker club. Well, I'll just go. That way we're not holding up time. All right. So, again, I, I attempted off their app. And I, I I failed and I forgot, but uh, I got the Jonah Hill um, nice. Sambas. Sambas. And you know, the, the the work on this is actually pretty good because you got like a a suede right here and the leather, and on the inside you got his logo. And at this point, any colorway would have worked for me. Um, I well, I did want the maroon ones; those went first. Mm -hmm. Uh, the orange was kind of my second pair up, and then after that, uh, look, I took I could I took what I could get, but yeah, uh, Jerome, you just joined us. I don't know if he had his headphones on yet. There you go. So you met my uh, my for the soul tonight was the Jonah Hill Sambas. Oh, those are dope. The green pair. So I, I missed out on these in 2020, but uh, I was able to cop 2021. So there you go. There you go. Not a bad start to the year, bro. Yeah. Right. No. So um, this is a pair for the regular watchers and listeners to the program. Um, these I copped. These might have been. I don't remember if this is like two months ago at this point. But Kaleo had a lead in to a For the Soul segment thinking I was going to actually show these. But I'd gotten like so many pairs that week that I had other stuff that was lined up. So... <laughs> Always We're kind of going back to the future, you know what I mean? Oh. So these are the uh, the the adapt the basketball adapt the two in the mag colorway, which oh, crazy. Um, they've restocked them a couple of times, and you know you can get them for some a pretty good price. But to me, if I was going to get a self lacing shoe made by Nike, there was no other colorway that I could go for oh, than right. one that's inspired by the you know the original shoes so have you, have you um, messed around with it yet no i have not um it's they look super dope though with all of the stuff that comes with it but i like i haven't basically gotten the courage yet to undead stock what's the soul look like is that ice oh wow yeah it's kind of ice, but the, you know does it change it all like when you like does the whatever the shape on the bottom i don't know so these like lights right here or yeah. whatever um i have the ability i think to like change the color with my phone like using the app on my phone so okay. some of the stuff is like super cool like i think i'm supposed to be able to even just tighten it using the app you know loosen them up using the app uh but the box for these is freaking huge how big this box is. Oh yeah. Crazy. But like, you know, the packaging was, was dope. Um and this was console. Right. These were right. definitely yeah, yeah. It looks it's it's basically the same size as like you know a PS5 box or something like that. But yeah, that I had to I had to bust those out. Figured, you know, start off 2021, go a little do a little back to the future action. I can imagine where we're going with these sneakers because I remember the Gary Payton had to enter, you know, first it, you can zip it down to get half the shoe. Then the next 
next go around, you could the Scotty Pippen had it as well. You can put the inner booty inside the different uh outer yeah. sole of the shoe. Now we have the uh the digital uh self-lacing, and I'm telling you what's gonna come next is gonna be a shoe where you can change the color of the whole shoe by your phone. So oh, wow. one shoe that, that's gotta be coming. That, that's got, gonna, right. If you can change the lights on it, they're gonna come up with a shoe that's gonna be a, a just a basic price stock clear white color, and then just through your phone, just through the app. It'll right. be able you'd be able to customize the colorway or something like that. Like that's gonna be coming. Right. <sighs> okay. Well, and since we're uh, starting uh 2021, uh I'm gonna start with the faithful with the never never does me wrong. Great shoe. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. Tough. And I'm definitely gonna change this. Oh, yeah. Tough, but, tough. Freeing in there. The when now I I, I would have I was I would have bet that CB would have caught these because of the texture that they display on this shoe as far as the different um from the leather to the the actual stitching is crazy because you can like actually feel the stitch like it's it's a harder mm-hmm. stitch on there. Um, they got the mini swoosh. Like I said, just just the whole silhouette of, of the shoe is. I almost don't want to put my foot in these, but they will most definitely get put put to use. And uh, again, I'm definitely gonna swap out the uh, the shoe strings and the the inside of it. Uh, that joint's fire, man. I couldn't. I, I they're 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 keeping the, the 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 max one alive for me right now. It's just, it's keeping it's keeping my life uh, from from all the L's that we've been taking. <laughs> no doubt i'm getting to the point where like my i'm running out of shoes to display but <laughs> i brought a pair i'm pretty sure i haven't displayed these yet so we'll be looking at the there we go vapor max Boom. Nice. this particular pair Let's see if you can see the colors on it without it being in the light yeah so we got a wow. pink pair going on Yo, super comfortable shoe. I I, I got those. Uh, I DJ at the Nike store last year, so they gave us like, hey, take whatever Damn. you want. Hold on, let me let me chill. I did at the outlet, right? I did the outlet <laughs> on New York Avenue, and they were like, yo, take like take. You got like a two hundred, three hundred dollar limit. You can take some stuff. Dope. It was like the best pair of shoes they had in there. I have those. I have those in black. They're super yeah. comfortable. Nice. Yeah, the new ones are crazy. Like I love those. The um, oh yeah, the t- 2020s or whatever they called. Yeah, the joints are crazy. Paper Max oh, Three. That's what it is. Is it my turn? Yeah. So I I've been a big fan of the Dunk for a while. Um, I price is about ninety nine, two thousand down in Hampton. Mm-hmm. Nobody really cared about them, so you could get everything you wanted <laughs> relatively easy. Um, and then I had a plug at various skate shops, but like during the pandemic, I was like, man, I'm gonna just start wearing some shoes. Cause you know, who cares? Let's just wear some sneakers. Right. Right. So like, both of these, these are two different joints. Can you, I had these. Oh, yeah. Right. Yep. Hold on. I got a new camera. I'm trying to work this shit. I, I know it's know. crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Trying to get the right angle on the shit. Right, so I, I, I wore those. Not knowing that Travis Scott was gonna wear them, right? so I was just like, "Let me wear them." Right? They were dead stock. They've been dead stock for like three years. The roof resale went through. I was so mad, yo! Like, literally, the resale is like something stupid right now. Same with these. I got these. Kyrie wore these a few weeks ago. 
They've been they've been on right. ice since like 2005, 2006. And nice. uh, you could still resell those yeah. used yeah. for point, a I'm crazy like, amount if that was something you know. Yeah, that's what I'm like. about dunks like the the more obscure the pair like the like the the composition notebook ones the uh, Tiffany the, the, the Tiffany joints like the more obscure are hard because they, they they you never see them repeat a colorway yeah, with a dunk man. like dunks are like a once one you know one release one whatever one so that's done. why when they brought back a bunch of the colorways in 2020 like people were going nuts for them like. Yeah. You know, uh, Freddy like, uh, Krueger is the one that that's so much. I, I gotta find them things like a twelve thousand dollars shoe. But hey, man, Freddy live your life, bro. You made it through the pandemic. Buy it, buy it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm that guy. Like you made it through the pandemic. <laughs> buy it. Live your life. It's funny because I'm also that guy. You <laughs> <laughs> that guy before the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta get them before the pandemic's over. You know what I'm saying? Once right. it's over, it's like you gotta be responsible. Uh, and then real quick, I got these. Uh, there's a sneaker like, store called Commonwealth here in. DC. Oh, we know the Commonwealth. Yeah. yeah. So Absolutely. I actually work at Commonwealth actually too. So if y'all need something, let me know. But uh, this nice. is a Commonwealth Adidas shoe that they put out last year or earlier this year. I'm sorry, I'm my bad, y'all. This camera's brand new. I'm working this whole. No, thing. no, no. Look, 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 look. <laughs> You're good. Uh, super comfortable shoe. Um, yeah, and it was cool, man. It did, it sold out in uh two days, 400 pair. So it was great That's to see that happen. Nice. So it was cool. Commonwealth. Yeah, All yeah, right. for sure. So if y'all need something? Let me know. I got y'all. Well, we need uh, what I need you to do Careful. now. <laughs> Listen, we, no, we, 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 we're, we're gonna get Nikes next year. Okay? The Nike <laughs> next year. No, no, I'm sorry. This year, this year, Commonwealth is closing. We're gonna move in a month, and then we, we're gonna get some Nikes soon. So let, I'll let y'all know. All right. Uh, plug all your stuff for us, man. Uh, we appreciate you joining us tonight. So, where, where can we find you at? Uh, tell us about your podcast, your, your DJing, your Twitch, everything you got. Um, it's just at Jerome Baker 3RD. That is my social media handle on everything. Uh, just try to keep it simple. Um, Twitch, I'm on, you know, three to four times a week. It really depends on my daughter's school schedule. Um, Instagram story, I'm gonna run it up just because you know, there's nothing else to do right now. Um, but Twitch is mainly where it's at. It's just fun, man. It's just me playing records that I like. Uh, Superfly is in there regular. You know, once or twice a week. He's a regular. He knows what's good and you know, I just try to play some joints, man. I, I'm not going to – I try to stay away from the club stuff uh, because it's very weird listening to Throat Baby at your laptop at, like, 12 p.m. in the afternoon. It's just like, man, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, just playing good tunes, man, good music. Um, podcast is called What's a Podcast, um, and that's fun. It's another outlet to be creative. Um I'm really diving deep into the music production this year. I put out three songs last year. They did really well for me. Um, so I got another, I'm, I got about 20 sketched out for this year. Uh, and then I'm looking into uh, upping my portfolio graphic design wise. So I'm really jumping into that. But everything is Jerome Baker the uh, third. And then April 1st, I got something coming out called Jerome Biker the third. Which is gonna be my foray into nice. cycling, you know what I mean? So <laughs> let's be ready. Let's be ready for this ten thousand dollar bike, okay? You know, what I'm but they only gonna get get one eighty three a month from me, okay? I don't care how long it takes to pay it off. That's what y'all finna get one eighty three a month, and we here. But you know, just trying to stay productive and and creative, and and just um not let you know the state of the world just engulf me too much, man. I got a, I got a daughter. She's eight. She's going on nine. She's like way too smart. Um, and, uh, I miss my mother a lot. So, you know what I mean? It's just sort of like, just keep things pushing and take things one day at a time and, 
And uh, yeah, man, that's where you can find me at, man, for sure. Absolutely. Um, so if everybody's watching, if you haven't already done it, go to our YouTube page. This is it right here, WRC Podcast, a show for We Are Something Else Podcast. Uh, like and subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when we upload something. We're trying to do at least do two to three uploads a week now, whether it's mini stories or the the full on podcasts. Um, yeah, we're trying to get monetized. We're trying to trying to get somewhere. So if you haven't done it, or if you know somebody that hasn't done it, tap your what they say in church, tap your neighbor, and uh, and yeah, show some love or whatever. Um, and we're we're on all platforms iTunes, um, Instagram, YouTube. All of it. Yeah, yeah all that. Um, but I want to say uh, next week, uh, we have, he's in the comments. If you're still in there, Sean, send up the fire emojis. Whatever. So next week, we're going to uh, go back to uh, a concert, our concert series that we did. We did a concert series, uh, a concert show last year, sometime with Mr. Marcus Young, which was actually pretty dope. So next week, uh, Sean Xavian uh, of the Hot Tea Podcast, one for the Hot Tea Podcast, he dropped an album at the end of uh, last year, actually on I think the thirty first of the of the of the year uh, of January of uh, December, um, and it, it features a. Let me see. This is probably him right here. There he is. So yeah, Sean will be on the show next week. Uh, Roman numeral XIX. Uh, he, he talked about it on his on the Hot Tea podcast this past week, uh, but check out their stuff. They on Spotify. But he'll be here next week uh, promoting the album, and we're gonna do a little show and Q and A. Uh, and you can find the album. I think it's on all platforms as of Saturday, but it's still right now. It's on Bandcamp and Spotify, but I think it's be on Title and iTunes and other places this Saturday, from what he told me. So that's next week. But uh, other than that, again, we appreciate everybody for watching. Uh, first episode of 2021. It, it can only go up from here, right? Hey, got real to. quick, before got we to. go, man, we got to say rest in peace to MF Doom. I forgot that yes, we sir. didn't even bring that up. Um, that yeah. Just a, a, a gut punch for 2020. And I've been all in his music. To the, the other day, like, it's kind of twisted my mind up so I forgot all about that but I wanted to bring that up before. Yeah man, I forgot I forgot all about with, with so much content in the last past 24 hours. Right. And then I saw right before we chimed in um I forgot her name but on from Police Academy Hooks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Passed away. Yeah, man. That's classics right there. So but uh other than that y'all again thank you for watching. We'll see y'all next week. Jerome hang in the room for a little yeah, bit. Yeah for uh, sure. I'm here. I'm here. Log out. But y'all that's it y'all we got something else. Peace. Peace, peace. peace. Yo.